Hi, Vicky. Hi, Tara. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, I uh, was really looking forward to our weekly chat. Looking forward to it too. Yes. yes yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, especially in what we were talking about last time where we started talking about um, the whole idea to, in terms of how we bring ourselves to relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, whether they be, you know, in the school, in families, or elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I thought that that was a, you know, we, we really sprung into a wonderful topic, a very important topic in relationships. Mm -hmm. So where do you want to begin? Yeah, well, yeah, just to say that I was really excited about um, <laughs> having the opportunity to talk about it some more. And, um, and yeah, it's been something that I've been thinking about uh, over the week, as I often do after our conversations, it kind of really, um, yeah, well, it helps me to observe and to kind of intentionally kind of um, notice what's happening in the conversations and the relationships that I have with children and young people that I work with, but yeah, in my own family and with my friends. So I suppose that I'm really curious to kind of hear from you when you think about how we intentionally bring ourselves to relationships i mean what's from your perspective what does that mean to you so you know i think about bringing our best selves mm -hmm. right entering into the relationship entering into whatever it is the interaction the conversation it doesn't have to be you know when we talk about relationships it doesn't have to be the full-fledged relationship right but we're really, I think, I think what we're really talking about is entering into an interaction with somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really about bringing our best selves to the interaction. And also, it's about seeking out all of the opportunities in that interaction, right? Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, we don't always see in all interactions right so mm -hmm. i think it's important to highlight that to elevate that and to say there are always nuggets of opportunity in every interaction what are they mm -hmm. right yeah 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 i love that nuggets of opportunity yeah and i think you know there's key words that you used there, you know, intentional interaction, you know, and I think when I was, I mean, obviously, you know, really mindful of the word interaction, everything that we're doing, you know, during the day is interacting. Yeah, yeah. Really kind of, um, I suppose, you really being mindful of that word in relation to, um, solution focused but also everyday conversations and I think you know when we think about an interactional view you know coming from an interactional perspective that for me was like really like a major light bulb yes. and that 
it's what happens in that moment which i just think just really made so much sense to me and that and how we intentionally you know choose to interact in that moment i mean i love that kind of saying of what happens between the noses yes um, yes and and how we intentionally do that and that sort of interactional kind of perspective that interactional view being really mindful of the power of those nuggets as you just described of opportunity yeah. what can happen in those moments and that they are gold you know potential yes. you know that so yes i think yes. that really you know the intention that we have and thinking about the importance of that interaction in the moment i think is so so powerful and the difference that makes to how you interact with the person yes. in the moment yes I I love your use of the word to choose mm. that there is choice in the matter. Can can you explore that a little bit with me? Mm. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, I think something that I feel in terms of that choice, you know, I think it comes from the assumptions that we have about others you know and what we believe you know i think can really inform our choice choices that we make in the moment yes. you know what i you know seeing people no matter what no matter their age but seeing people as experts for their own lives yes you know i think can really and well having choosing that perspective you know not taking yes. that expert position particularly as an adult i think having that as a very sort of definitive choice then makes a difference about how you intend to or you hope to interact with children yes. and young people you know I'm talking in because working in schools but even with my own children with my husband with that you know yeah, yeah. um yeah. so and as we've spoken about before i think what can really help with that choice kind of making in that in, you know in the yeah. intentions that we have is yes. knowing that we are jointly responsible in our interactions that we're working you know together that we are jointly responsible in in the in how that conversation journeys yes yes i I I love what you said that spoke to narrative right mm -hmm. that we essentially almost have to take a step back mm -hmm. from any kind of perceptions or ideas that we have entering mm -hmm. entering into that mm -hmm. interaction or that conversation it speaks to really if we had any pre-existing narratives just to say we're just going to set them aside Mm -hmm. um and um the other the other piece that you know sparked my curiosity as i was listening to you was what that really translates itself into is seeing the best in everyone mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. not just about 
bringing our best selves to the relationship, but it's also about seeing everybody in a positive light, right? We start with sort of like a fresh landscape of opportunity. And what are we going to do with that landscape? And how are we going to welcome others into that landscape so that they can be their best selves yeah. in that interaction right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 really powerful to kind of I'm quite visual so I've got that kind of picture of that fresh landscape and that's just such a beautiful kind of thing to visualize and yeah and I I think those pre-existing narratives if you describe you know not defining people by whatever might have happened or or what we've heard about them that actually in that moment that interaction is unique to to you and that person that you're interacting with and so with that sort of that beautiful kind of landscape you know come kind of launching from that point is that that there's that there is possibility there was hope there's possibility you know that um and I, and I think, you know, even with this perspective, it doesn't mean to say that difficult conversations can't be had or, or problems can't be spoken about. However, that you're, you know, when we're thinking about, well, what do people want? You know, what do you want? What would be most useful? And asking people for their hopes um and then focusing more on you know inviting that conversation around well what's what's gone well what's worked and i think that having those types of intentions um going into any interaction just opens up so many possibilities for the conversation yes, yes. and and it gives people the safety right mm -hmm. the the sense of safety that they can be themselves in that conversation mm. and that they can, you know, that they can express their pain mm. and their suffering or whatever it is, that their, mm. their concerns, um, that, that they can safely express them uh, without judgment, mm -hmm. without judgment, right? Mm. And of course, you know, we know that when we ask people for their best hopes, we're looking to move in a solution-focused direction. We know mm -hmm. that. But what effectively happens when we ask people their best hopes is that they respond often by sharing some of the problem, don't yes. they? Yeah. And then yeah. we try to propel them forward. We try to support mm -hmm. the solution-focused progress. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, they are the more that they can feel that they can safely share the reality of their situation, mm -hmm. the better the, the interaction will be, yeah. right? Because it'll be authentic. Mm -hmm. We're talking about authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I just want to clarify that for our listening audience, yeah. that I don't think that what we're talking about is to develop a contrived interaction mm -hmm. to you know that is just full of optimism yeah i don't think that that's what we're talking about at all 
what we're talking about is a, a safe and um, spirited interaction that is authentic mm-hmm. and that welcomes honesty mm-hmm. and that we can then continue to help to propel forward in a positive way, right? Towards people's best hopes, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does, I'm that, really does that resonate totally. with you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really... I'm really, really pleased that you've highlighted that because I think that is so important, you know, and I think what you're saying is, and, we, and we've kind of, we've talked about it before, you know, and I kind of sort of describe how people will sort of, or I'm sure other, but dance between the problem and, and what's wanted and what's working. Because yeah. if you're giving people that, that sort of, or together, if you're creating a space where people can truly explore themselves then you know that opportunity to be able to talk about the difficulties the challenges whatever that might be as well as the, you know it's just it's a real kind of dance between between it um yep. and what i notice from my conversations with children and young people is that in some environments, perhaps they are worried about being, you know, um, judged or defined um, by the problem. So, and I think what's so kind of wonderful, so sort of magical, beautiful, really, really important about solution-focused conversation, you know, is that actually some would describe it as a listening approach you know rather than a questioning approach and I think that kind of really what you were just saying that's what kind of really kind of came to mind was the space that we give to listen and how you know and you kind of see it don't you and I you know and it's not to say that I don't ever do it you know but kind of passionate about and he wants to be able to support people um and I think particularly my children you know and I've got I've got an opinion you know or I've got something that I want to share yeah and but in those moments my head is full of what I'm thinking rather than me truly listening to them you know and I think there's that really powerful you know saying listening to understand rather than listening to respond because when we're listening to understand then we're really giving people the space and and they know they know they know know, yeah. yeah it's like I think what you're talking about is listening for what they're saying and listening for what they're not saying right right it's the it's the being present between the lines rather than to you know and and this is where we know that you know entering into a productive solution focused interaction is not about questioning we do inevitably use the questions in conversation but the 
the listening, the connection, the presence, the time and energy afforded into being with the other person and making an effort to understand the other person, that comes first, right? And so, and we, it, when we're able to do that, it will inevitably be a productive session. You know, it's, it's like you said, and the kids know, right? Why, you know, why is it that often young people, it doesn't, doesn't matter if they're age, why is it that they sort of, they turn off their hearing to their teachers and their parents and any adult because they know that the adult is just going to talk and say what's on their mind because the adult quote unquote knows better. And so children will just often, you know, that will just block whatever energy they have towards opening up to the adult. So it, it really is, I think, critically important where, especially where young people are concerned, but really with everybody, that we maintain that open approach to be able to say, the answers we have are for us, but not necessarily the right answers for the other person and certainly not for our, for our children. And the best way that they're going to develop efficacy and autonomy and independence is by figuring it out for themselves with our help, with our help and support, right? But ultimately, they have to be autonomous because that is how they will grow up to be independent adults. <laughs>